Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we just want to thank you for tuning in as we continue our discussion on roles and responsibilities, covenant and contract. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk about some responsibilities. All right. Do what works in your house. So this is not in the Bible, but this is from... The book of Renee. This is the 67th <laughs> book of the Bible. Oh, Lord, she put no book the book, in the Bible. The book of Renee, chapter one, verse one. Uh, okay. Y'all, y'all, Lord, forgive me. Um, but God but we, has a we sense of humor. It. We know what you <laughs> But what I'm saying is do what works in your house. And I don't mean out of order of what God's word says. Yes. What I'm saying is based on scripture, based on God's direction, which Mm -hmm. we talked about in the book of Ephesians and we talked about in Genesis last week, do what works in your house. He didn't say that the wife couldn't work and she had to stay home and cook clean, do Mm -hmm. the dishes. He didn't say that the husband couldn't stay home, cook clean and do the dishes while the wife work. Um, He didn't say the husband couldn't take care of the kids while the wife goes out and work. He didn't say the wife couldn't, what a, What I'm saying is don't be so caught up in what we see or some model or some mold that Mm -hmm. we've seen other people uh, do. Because previous generations, previous generations, uh, people in our family, what we see on TV, that may not work in your house. Um, So it's important to kind of do what works for your house as long as it's not out of God's plan and structure of the wife falling under submission. Yeah. If the husband says, okay, babe, you're going to be the one who got out, God and work. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to take care of the kids. I'm going to cook. I'm going to clean. I'm going to do the laundry. If that works in your house, more power to you. Long as you know that the husband is still the head of that house. Wow. Okay. So the wife goes out and works. Mm-hmm. And the husband's home with the kids, and but as long as, as long as they're in agreement, if if it works for them, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So here's the thing, and I I should have wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old. I should have wrote it, it down. Give it to us straight from the top of your dome, dear. Right, I should have wrote it down. <laughs> if that works for your house, and and I going back to previous generations. <clears throat> You know, most previous generations, usually the, the man went out and the wife stayed at home. And, you know, it, that's how it worked. If you had a two-parent house. Yeah, if, if, you you had, had a, if you had a two-parent house, mm-hmm. just previous generations, just the typical um, house. But um, it's expensive now, more expensive than it was in previous generations. So there may be a need for both um, spouses to work. Yes, and but so, child care is very expensive. Yeah. So some people make the decision that, hey, yeah, somebody's going to stay home because by the time you go out and work and we pay gas and and child care, child care, that's the, that's the check right there, right? You might exactly. as well just stay home. So I I get that and I and I understand that and I just I just said all that to say what works for you and don't yes. compare yourself with somebody else. I don't think anywhere in the Bible it tells us to compare. Our marriage with another marriage. Keep up with the Joneses. Okay. 
So with that being said, like household chores. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk for a moment about what works in our house. Okay. Um, for the most part. You do both, the cooking? I do all the cooking. Yeah. Um, 99.75% of the cooking. I would say like 93%. I wouldn't go 99. Okay. Like 93.99% 93. 93. <laughs> of the time I do the cooking. <laughs> Um and and that works for us. Mm-hmm. Except um, when you don't want to cook. Except for when I don't want don't want to cook. But now that we've been in yeah. quarantine, yeah. I've kind of been thrust back into yeah. a cooking mode. Yeah. Um or so, we eat out. so we or we eat out, mm-hmm. yes. But for the most part I cook yes, you do. at least five times a week we have a home cooked meal. Um and then cleaning, we share mm-hmm. that responsibility. Cleaning, folding, putting up the laundry. Yeah, laundry, we share that responsibility. Mm-hmm. But there was a time uh, that you did the laundry for the most part. Yes. When we first got married, he says, and I'm not co-signing with this, he says, I didn't know how to do the laundry right. He didn't like, basically, he didn't like the way I did the laundry. He didn't like his underwear turning pink. Come on. I mean, hey, nobody sees your underwear anyway. But in any event. You got to separate. You got to separate the colors. <laughs> I had to learn that, you y'all. I had separate. to learn that. Try to save a few dollars and you wind up spending more money going to buy more clothes. <laughs> so I'm I'm just joshing y'all. But um Really, he did not care for the way I did the laundry. I did not do a great job. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, he did the laundry. And grocery shopping, for the most part, I do the grocery shopping. I go with you. Occasionally. Yeah, I go with you. I say 2.5% of the time. Oh. Um, The other 97.5, I'm on my own. Okay, Um, okay. Anyway... Trash. Trash. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like for me to take out the trash. You can take out trash. Um, I ain't stopping you. <laughs> anyway. You can take out trash. <laughs> I don't. I'll, I'll, I, he's sleepy. He must be sleepy, y'all. I'm not sleepy. <laughs> he does not like for me to take out the trash, especially when we had the kids in the house. It was oh, like, yeah. all these men in the house, yeah, you're going to take out the trash. Thank yes. you. All right. Can we okay. keep it real and keep it okay. raw? Well, keep our it real. Boys are grown. I mean, so for the most part now, I will occasionally take out the trash, but I've been trained not to, so I don't do it so for I the most part. The trash so he take it out nine percent of the time. Yes, and I have no problem with that. Okay. I want him to take it out one hundred percent of the time. Okay. Um. So car repairs, he does that. I don't like going to mechanics. I don't like fooling with it. If I have to, because his schedule is a lot tighter than mine, I'll do it. But that's something that he does. But these are things that work in our house. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have a mutual agreement about what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And if it's an occasion where I don't feel like cooking, he may say, I'll make breakfast food or let's go out to eat. Yep. Um, So do what works in your house. Um, if the husband is the one who's the chef, when I grew up, I saw my grandfather, uh, which was the only married couple that I saw growing up, was my grandparents. My grandfather did most of the cooking, mm-hmm. and he loved it, and he was a good cook, too, So, and that worked in their house. I so put stuff on the grill. You sure do, and I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with yeah. a man cooking. If the man cooks and the woman doesn't eats. cook <laughs> right if she eats then power to y'all make it work so we're just saying that 
natural roles and responsibilities or natural responsibilities, you don't have to fit into some model that says the woman has to cook, the woman has to clean, the woman has to do laundry, the man has to work, the man has to work, and then he sits and waits for the woman to wait on him hand and foot. It it doesn't have to be like that. Do what works in your house with mutual agreement. Because if you bring into the equation little children, now you're saying – Generally speaking, the wife's going to take care of the kids. She's going to, you know, baths, homework, all this stuff. And so what's the husband doing? Sitting around just watching sports. And then, you know what? Speaking about mutual um, mutual agreement mm-hmm. and talking about kids. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, when you start talking about sexual intimacy Ooh. and sexual relationships. Sexual relationships. Then... The woman has been taking care of kids all day, helping with the homework, cooking, cleaning, doing laundry, running to the grocery store, going to the dry cleaner, running errands, and tired. By and the end she of has the a day. job on top of that. And she has a job. And yeah. she's tired yes. <laughs> at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But you got to have some mutual agreement yeah. that y'all are going to come together at the end of the day or you're going to cuddle. Whatever. <laughs> you might have to keep it real and not raw and be like, look, dear, I'm tired. Can we just cuddle tonight? Oh my um, but in any event, the word is clear. Do not deprive each other of sexual relationships unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time. So you can give yourself to more completely to prayer. Uh-oh. It didn't say to rest. To prayer. <laughs> to prayer. And then afterwards, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you. Because, you know, if you're depriving one or the other, Satan's going to come in and say, well, she's not giving it to you. So you may as well get it from somewhere or he's not giving it to you. Mm -hmm. You may as well get it from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Or it's okay to watch that on TV because you can get your 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 fix, if you will, from watching on TV. Um, so just do not allow any room for the enemy to come in. Mm-hmm. So Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. That's in First Corinthians 7 and 5, the New Living Translation. So um, it says, unless you both agree, um, do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree. So in order for us to agree... That means we got to communicate. And I know we keep coming back to communication and communication and communication because that that is a foundation or pillar of any godly marriage. So the only way you can agree on something is if you talk about it and say, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to set aside this time, uh, refrain from sex and, you know, until we can pray and seek the Lord and consecrate ourselves. Ooh, consecrate. Mm-hmm. And consecrate ourselves, and then we come back together. Yes. So uh, you you both have to agree. No, the wife can't make the decision, um, just say I'm refraining. And the husband can't make the decision, I'm not doing. You got to be in mm-hmm. agreement. Now, there are going to be times where somebody's tired, somebody doesn't feel like doing it. You know, somebody doesn't feel well. Yeah, doesn't feel well. Mm-hmm. And just how you say we're going to keep it real and keep it raw. All right. There are going to be times you're just going to go to bed horny. 
that's just a fact of life in your marriage. Because somebody's going to be target. Somebody's not going to feel like it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just, it and is it, what it is. And it can go both ways. Yeah, it can go both ways. Mm-hmm. But that's not what this scripture is talking about. So you just got to, again, communicate, communicate, and communicate. Yes, yes. It's, it's important to do that and let your spouse know if you feel like, okay, you've been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, um, a brother's getting a little needy. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, or ladies, you could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, keep it real with your husband. Keep it real with your wife. Keep the lines of communication open. Be respectful mm-hmm. about it. Be submissive about it. But whatever you do, communicate about it. Yeah. And God told us as married couples, this is something we can do. And single people out here doing it all time, up, down, sideways, and you're married and you have a license to do it. And you're like, I don't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Anyway, that's an inside joke. So anyway, sorry about that. That's okay. Okay. Uh, So Romans in 6.13 in the Passion Translation. Uh, it talks about sin being a dethroned monarch, so you must no longer give it an opportunity to rule over your life, controlling how you live, and compelling you to obey its desires and cravings. So then refuse to answer its call to surrender your body as a tool for wickedness. Mm. Instead, passionately answer God's call to keep yielding your body to him as one who has now experienced resurrection life. You live now for his pleasure ready to be used for his noble purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's Romans 6 and 13. And that's more, um, I ain't going to say geared toward our single people, but um, God, the only time God allows you to yield your body is in the, it's in the bedroom, in the, in the husband-wife relationship. That's the only time he says you can, you know, because the marriage is... Sacred and the bed, bed is, is undefiled. undefiled. So whatever mm-hmm. you do in the bed... In the um, in the sanctity, the, um, sanctity of your marriage, of marriage, God's like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. But when it comes to this scripture, Romans six and thirteen, you know, he's talking about you must no longer give sin an opportunity to rule over your life. So, mm-hmm. and um, I think for even married people, I mean, still, you yeah. know, if you feel like you're being deprived at home, mm-hmm. you're gonna have those desires and those cravings. Yeah. That are ungodly, but you're going to have to refuse to answer the call and surrender your body uh, to God Mm -hmm. and under his headship. Yeah. And don't don't allow your your cravings to control your life and make a temporary. Mm. You don't want to make a permanent decision over a temporary circumstance. Yes. Yes. That's that's all it is, is a temporary circumstance. And I don't know. Bishop Brown always says, don't let the season outlast your marriage. Mm. And so this may be a season where things from a sexual standpoint, things are not going as well as they should. Mm-hmm. And so for the husband, um, I would say, how much time are you spending with the Lord? Seriously. And the, the reason I say that is we can get we can expect our wives or we expect our wives to spend time with us and you know, have sex with us and so on and so forth. And, and as we should, but how much time are you spending with the Lord in, in worship and just, um, 
um, spending time with the Lord and consecrating before the Lord. Mm-hmm. So again, it comes back to leadership. Don't ask your wife to do something that you're not doing yourself. Yes. And the scripture just popped in my head to lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. If you're not clear on how to handle your responsibility as a husband or handle your responsibility as your wife, don't lean to your own understanding because we don't understand how to do it. We have to seek the Lord. We're going to have to seek God to help direct us on how to be the best wife for mm-hmm. the husband that God has given us or the best husband for the wife that God has given us. Never mind what you've seen modeled uh, on TV or even in your own family oh, or yeah. in your own home that you grew up. Ask God to direct your path on how to be the spouse that your husband mm-hmm needs you to be or that your wife needs you to be. That's often one of my prayers. Lord, help me to be the wife that Doug needs me to be, mm-hmm. the wife you called me to be. And so that's important for God to direct our path. Um, our upbringing and our culture a lot of times kind of sways how we how we do things mm-hmm. and um, understanding that is usually, you know, the framework that that we have before us because our experiences yeah. mold us and shape us into who we are. But sometimes we have to unlearn some things oh, yeah. that we've seen. Um, our perspective on ma- on marriage is profoundly shaped by our upbringing, our society and our own expectations. Um, and it's rarely spoken of or acknowledged, um, mm-hmm. but it's important for us to create um, our own new um i don't want to say new norm but no. <laughs> say but we need to set the standard yeah. in our yeah. house on what marriage um our responsibilities look like mm-hmm. in our own home so you said something earlier about don't uh, don't allow tv to read redefine us or give us the image and i was watching something and the uh on tv and it was a lady, she was giving marital advice and um, she was trying to bring a couple closer together. Mm-hmm. And we've said this from day one, you cannot get God's results if you don't put God into the equation. Mm. So they, she wanted, and the lady was like, I believe the husband should be the head and the wife should help him out and all this other stuff. And and she was, you know, saying it, but nowhere in there, you know, in her, maybe, maybe TV edited this portion out. It was like, well, I believe the Lord and I believe, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a Christian. Nowhere did it say that. And they were going through all these issues. And so my, my point is, and coming back to something you said, you can't let TV define marriage for us or other, other um, entities define marriage. God created marriage. So yes. he's not going to change his standard of marriage just to appease you or I. Mm-hmm. We have to figure out and go back to his word and say, God, what what does your word say about marriage? What does your word say about the roles and responsibilities of the husband and wife? And I need you to help me to live up to your standards. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to um, get to as as Christians, as believers, 
and just not look to um, Hollywood or um, people who think say they're celebrities or whomever, but we just need to go back to the book. Yes, the B-I-B-L-E. Mm-hmm. So God is a God of order. Yes. So uh, you can't you can't get away from this, in my opinion, because in the beginning, um, Genesis one and one, it all talks about in the beginning God said and it was, and um, um, in the beginning God said and God said and God said, and so husbands, you cannot put the responsibility that God gave you on your wife. You cannot put that person. Or that person, you cannot put that responsibility on her because she wasn't designed to to carry that load. And, you know, for me, Renee talked about this earlier in the podcast where you start being uh, start checking out and things like that. I I actually was guilty of that. And so there was a point in our marriage where I was like, nay, honey, whatever you want to do, that's fine with me. I don't care. Whatever you want to do is fine with me. But that's that's not the role and responsibility that God gave Renee. He gave that to me. Mm-hmm. And so. And see, we had to learn that. Yeah. We, we had, had to, to figure it out yeah. because I was out of order. We were out of order. Uh, because I was trying to do my own you thing. You out of order. I was out of order. The whole house was, was out, out of order. order. <laughs> <laughs> but we're laughing, but that's so true. Oh, my goodness. That is yeah. so true. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm that was sorry. an awkward pause, awkward moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we were out of order. And, you know, some of it comes back to personalities. Um, if you if the husband, if you're married to a woman who has a very strong personality and you may just feel like she's better at making the decisions or or taking care of things, that's still your responsibility. And you cannot... Um, again, you cannot put that responsibility on your wife. The final decision has to be yours. Has to be his. But if he made the decision to let mm-hmm. her make the decision, yeah, <laughs> then that is the decision. Yeah. And he can't be mad at her if it was a bad decision. Yeah, he can't. He can't. He ha- he's still responsible for yeah. her. He's still responsible and we're gonna for get into that. what did or did not happen or what went wrong. Yeah. So. And I would say, why did he allow her to make the decision? Was it because he checked out, as you said earlier, and he was disengaged and he his mind was somewhere else? And he was just like, ah, you know, you do whatever you want to do. You do you. I'll do me. And, you know, that that's not that's not a biblical marriage. That's not a godly marriage. And so um, your personality plays a lot into it. And again, this is going to come back to prayer. If you are not that. Um, type A or that person to just make decisions. And this is what I was going to say. And one of the things I learned in leadership class is you delegate tasks, but you don't delegate responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately the, the, the final responsibility is going to be on the man or for the husband. And we're going to talk about that as we go along. But in first Corinthians 14 and 40, we'll always give you scripture. God says that all things be done decently and in order. Because God is a God of order. Yes. And I want to drop this little nugget on you. Not making a decision is making a decision. Yep. So we all have the responsibility of either saying something or not saying something. And whether we do or we don't say something, we've made a decision. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so you just got to be more purposeful and more intentional yeah. about your decisions. And God is a jealous God. And I don't know how many times we've gone in, you know, when we used to teach premarital class, a future husband saying, you know, he he doesn't want to come to church during what we in America call football season, um, American football. So we so we made so many different things. God's lower lowercase g, and God is clearly saying He's a jealous God. In Exodus twenty four and five, you can read it. Exodus thirty four and fourteen. That's another thing where He says, "Yah, for thou shalt worship no other God. For the Lord, whose name is jealous, is a jealous God." So, and I'm I'm gonna tie all this up in the future and and make this in a nice bow. But we ha- we cannot um, advocate, advocate, abdicate. Allocate. Allocate. Allo- no, advocate. Our responsibility. Allocate. Allocate. You sure? Yeah. Allocate. Okay. Allocate means give out. Uh-huh. Give I'm not- out responsibility. We yeah, can't we can't, we can't, we can't give out. our wives our responsibility that God <laughs> gave us. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Because God is a jealous God. So there has to be order. In your house, first and foremost, there has to be order. And I know for us, that was a process, as we just said, and we just had to come to an agreement. I don't know how we got through that process, through the grace of God, but there there just had to be order in our house Mm -hmm. for us to be able to mature and do the things that God called us to do. And I think for us, it was pretty much I um, gave my life to the Lord uh, early on in our marriage, I think we had been married three, three years, three, mm-hmm. three and a half years, and um, you gave your life to the Lord. You got saved later on in our marriage. Yeah, I wasn't really and saved because though. I was uh, the one praying, and I was the one at the time after you got out the military. I was the one paying all the bills yeah. and doing that. It was a hard transition for us. Because I was holding on to something when Doug gave his life to the Lord and he was living for the Lord and he was stepping up. I had already been there. So him stepping up and starting to try to take responsibility from me was a challenge because I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I got this Mm -hmm. kind of thing and I didn't need to have it. And again, I think I mentioned this in a podcast before when I finally learned to let go. There was such a weight lifted off of my shoulders when I was no longer carrying things that was not intended or meant for me to carry. It was a blessing that he's going to take that responsibility. He's going to take it on. Are we a partnership? Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. We communicate. We discuss. I give my suggestions, my opinions. Uh, sometimes he says we're going to go in that direction. Sometimes he says we're going to go in another direction. And I respect his decision because, you know, we're in this together. And he is a man of God, and I respect and trust him. And you said something. This was, again, this happened years ago in our marriage where you were operating in that role. And once I finally got my life together, and started to take on that responsibility. I don't think I ever communicated to you, um, nay, I'm going to start doing X, Y, Z. I don't think I ever said that. And again, I, we keep coming, I keep coming back to communication. We keep coming yeah. back to communication. Husbands, wives, 
Um, those of you who are thinking about getting married, you're going to have to communicate, communicate, communicate. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say this little um, issue that happened to me, and then we'll probably wrap Before up. Before you do that, yeah. I'm going to give an example. So a good example of doing that would be, dear, you're doing such a great job at such and such, you know, but now I'm ready to take this on. Mm -hmm. um, can we transition it over to that being my responsibility? Mm -hmm. You know, I'll do the finances. Can you show me how? Can you train me? Can you teach me how to do it? Can we take a couple of months to transition into this thing? Again, just communicate and yeah. just say, you know, hey, and let the other person know that you're not taking it over because you think that they were incapable of doing yeah. it or taking it from the wife. Let them know you did a bang up job. You did great. Come on. I'm ready to do this. I want to take this off of you. I want to a woman needs to feel secure. So if you just let her know you got this and you're going to take care of it. That will probably smooth things over rather than you just domineering the situation. Yeah. And that was just paying bills. But on a more on a deeper level, you were the more spiritual one than I was uh, at the time. Because you like you said, you got saved before me and you were reading and praying and doing all the things I should have been doing and I was not doing. And then once I got saved and I started reading the Bible and praying then it was like, okay, I know I'm supposed to be doing, you know, being the priest of the house and doing, you know, certain things. But I didn't feel I didn't feel comfortable stepping into that role. And then when I did, oh, it was just a hard time, y'all. I mean, <laughs> it was it was a rough transition. And I don't even know if it lasted a month or a year or years. You know, now we've been married 33 years. So we've we've gone through that um, that season in our lives in our lives or in our marriage. And so um, I think it was either last week or the week before last. I just want to tell you a little thing about, you know, God order. God is a God of order. Um, I went to bed and my plan was to go to the gym in the morning. That was my plan. When you wake up in the morning, go to the gym. And so when I woke up, um, I wasn't feeling well. I woke up around two, three in the morning, but God gave me notes for the podcast and um, and then later on, I around five, whatever, I took my son to work. And then on the way back from work, um, I went to get gas. But I, I didn't even pump it because they have a code I'm supposed to use. And that code got messed up. And I didn't even get gas. And so I said, let me just run, run the car through the car wash. <laughs> and so <laughs> so I I. You know, you got to put the code in to start the car wash. And so I had to open the door because I was parked too far away from the code because I'm vertically challenged. And so I had to open the door. <laughs> <laughs> had to open the door and punch the code in. And I close the door. I drive through the car wash and the car wash starts. And then on the driver's side, it just starts raining water and suds in the car. And I, I'm getting drenched in the inside of the car wash. And so I close the door. I open the door, close the door. And then I go through the car wash. Of course, I'm wet. Car's wet on the inside. And I noticed um, little chips on the car when I get out the car wash because I normally hand wash my car. But I said all that to say this. I didn't start my day out with prayer. I didn't because God's a God of order. I did not start my day out with prayer. God didn't mind me putting 
um, gas in the car, washing the car. He blessed me with the car. But it was it was the order in which things were done. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we may be, uh, things may be going on in our lives. And this is just on a small scale. Things may be going wrong with our lives because we just don't have things in order. Mm-hmm. And we have to have our house in order, which means you have to be in order. Husband, man, wife, you have to be in order. And yes. then everyone else and everything else connected to you will be in order. Yes. And on that note, I think we're done for this podcast. Yes. So we want to thank you as always. Yes. We love you. Yes. We love you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.